Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Merchandise Store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off of your next purchase, no matter how large or small, no matter how many billionth check-ins, check-in, no matter how many billionth check-in glasses or shirts or stickers you like to purchase, if they're still even available. Use the coupon code PODCAST and you'll get 20% off of your next purchase. Um, And make sure if you're listening to this, remember if you haven't yet, hit the bell, subscribe, give us a like. Those things mean so much to Harrison that he names all of his children after those bells. That's right, bell one and bell two and big bell, little bell. It's real confusing around dinner time here. <clears throat> All right, especially <laughs> at noon on a Sunday. All right. Anyway, enough bell church bell jokes. No costumes this week, although I think I could have killed it with my hat based on today's episode. But I just I flew right by because we're going on another virtual trip, folks. This time to the farm. That's right. We're going to be covering the trip to the farm badge today. And we're doing it in a pretty cool and unique way. Collab alert! Collab alert! That's it. That's, you know what that sound means. Collab alert! Uh, with a beer <laughs> brewed by Equilibrium Brewery out of New York and Keeping Together, which is a nano brewery out of Chicago. Sounds pretty funky and fresh. A beer that would no doubt make old McDonald's head spin and his corn cob pipe fall out of his face. Um... Let's let John take it away before I start to sing. <laughs> E-I, E-I, oh my God, it's a trip right. to the far. Um, so sorry. Oh, so, uh, the trip to the farm badge, <laughs> when you unlock this badge, if you haven't yet or haven't read the description, Untapped will imbibe you and remind you that you have a keen taste for this Belgian masterpiece. Did you know that the Saison beer style was invented by Belgian farms? Brewed in the winter and served in the warmer spring and summer to those farm workers? Well, now you do. And the key to leveling up this badge is drinking more of those Saisons or farmhouse ales or grisettes as the badge has kind of evolved. In fact, the most recent expansion in this badge uh, will now include uh, Beer to Guard, which is, I think, French for a beer for keeping, um, and a beer de Mars, uh, which is French for a beer from Mars. Either of these new styles as well will help you level up this trip to the farm badge, which basically celebrates the Saison or farmhouse ale. Uh, And so that's how you earn it. That's how you level it up. Harrison, what are we drinking to level it up today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I mentioned, we're doing a collab. This beer is called Keeping Memories. It's in a bottle. And it comes to us. It's brewed at Equilibrium Brewery in Middletown, New York. Uh, but collaboration between them and Keeping Together, which is a nano brewery. It's John showing off the, the label on YouTube uh, from Chicago. No tap room. Looks like only kind of select places have it. And... You got to know a guy to know a guy to get a 
no one to pick up a bottle yourself. So pretty hype and limited on the Chicago side, but obviously Equilibrium uh, is out and about. It's The style is a other farmhouse ale. So obviously, as we talked about in, in previous episodes, most notably towards the beginning of last season, if I remember correctly, about Saisons and farmhouse ales. So it makes them different. They're pretty broad. They can become a lot of different things. So this one's categorized as kind of an other style farmhouse ale, 6% ABV. It carries a 4.22 out of 5 rating on Untapped, so that's exciting. And from the brewery, it says, Keeping Memories pours a golden straw yellow with aromas of bright lemon zest, floral field, fields that aren't covered in two feet of snow, and a soft touch of oaky vanilla. After breaking through a creamy head, you'll find crisp flavors of soft lemon, complex stone fruit, lime grass, and vanilla oak, and a creamy mouthfeel and a dry finish. The beer is elegant with a balanced acidity. So, yay, lots of right memories of shows past, beers past. But I love the like mixed culture beers, the beers that can get a little funky. And it feels like you're right, drinking something sophisticated, if you will. But I'm just guessing. John knows. He's already had his first sip, so I'll open up mine. We'll let John take us away. What, what's happening over there? Dude, bravo. Equilibrium and keeping together. Just before we started recording, I was telling Harrison that I've really come around to Saison's. It was hard at first. They tasted like a farm to me or the inside (laughs) of a barn. I thought they were horrible. And over time, like so many other things, you find one, you find two. Uh, Boulevard's Tank 7 helped introduce me to this style as a beer that I like. Anyway, this beer, it's it's a funk, dude. There's funk in this, uh, intentionally, I would imagine. it. The two things that I'm left with are like sharp citrus peel in the flavor, uh, surrounded just by like a, a, like a James Brown mm. concert. And then ah. as soon as you finish, it's... <laughs> It's super dry and it's right back to it and grab another like your whole palate is cleansed as as soon as you swallow. This beer is great. Yeah. And these are I mean, these beers are so much fun for a lot of reasons. I mean, so it's it's bottle conditioned. So right away, the mouthfeel is just different. It's just different than something that's been forced carbonated. It feels like the bubbles are rounder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and softer no, I get it. yep but you know but there's also like it's a just a different kind of like velvety mouthfeel that right away you kind of get a head up from something that's been been forced carb so that's really cool for me and then also again they, they're going to open up they're going to change we're going to drink this throughout the show and i'll probably hopefully remember to check in with john a couple of different times as we, as we continue to drink it and see what it's tasting like in a, a few moments because it's going to change and open up a bit great for aging great to do verticals and save one for now and have one later like all that all these those bottle condition beers to a point or they're fun to play with with time and temperature and and all that stuff and they're just they're great in period i mean they just this style and again it's i mean this is kind of like a mixed culture it's it's got american wild ale properties to it it does have that like funky acidity I'll tell you what, and it's also oftentimes these beers are they like hit you in waves, the flavor 
where it started out kind of, for me, very lemony. Then that acidity kind of popped up and it dried out. And then I wasn't sure if I would taste it or not, but that like vanilla oak yes, shot yes. right in at the end. It like snuck in. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It ends on like a dry finish. And I went to go for and I was like, wait, there's more. It was like a delayed, my brain couldn't quite accept that I was having something else, something. But indeed, it, it gave way to my taste buds and let the truth be known. So, um, and I tasted it right away. So this is just very, very cool. But almost every time I have a beer like this, I think like, I wish I had five more of them. I wish I could save one and drink one every three months. Like right away, I kind of enter into the what ifs because I just know that if I had this beer two weeks from now or three months from now or next year, it'll be a different beer. And, uh, and I, you know, maybe I'll have to go find some more of it. Um, just to have that experience again, because this is really cool in many, many ways. So I'm, I'm pumped we're enjoying it uh, today. Yeah. And that's definitely not every Saison or farmhouse ale is a is one that you want to have a two-year vertical of. But this one in particular, I would because it's Ooh. bottle condition, because there's some funk in this. This beer, if it wasn't labeled as a Saison, could be yeah. labeled as a sour. Yep. And I wouldn't, you could call it a wild ale and I, I wouldn't call you out on it. Yeah. The, the oak, the flavors, there's so much complexity. to the, This is not the beer you drink after you mow the lawn. Right. No. This is like a, a single malt scotch where you just kind of slow down for a little bit. Yep, exactly. And it does, I mean, if you kind of dig deeper into this beer, they use fractional blending. So they're kind of like adding a little bits of different beers and then, um, they, they're different. Some of them are aged. Some of them aren't. They're planning on future batches of this with basically like little bits of this beer in later beers, which is something a lot of breweries that do blending do. We did it at Neshaminy Creek. We had three booters, like the big wooden t- tanks, essentially, that all had three different base beers in them. And we would take stuff out of the barrel house and blend those beers with a lot of that base beer that we then were in turn always adding like brewing fresh again table beer basically or kettle sours and then knocking them into those base beers so that never got empty we were always just kind of feeding it and and it was they were it was wild to be around these like living ancient wooden looking things all the time and then to work with them like i did uh, a bit was really cool too. We've talked about the barrel process and how it's much more romantic than it actually is. It's a unforgiving kind of grueling day on the job when you're working with barrels, but those are the days to call in. Right. right. But then, yeah. but then, right. But then you bottle it and you sit on it until it's conditioned, you drink it. And it's just like it's something like this. It's kind of crazy and it's wild and it just, it's just so different than any other beer. I would say it's real. it's hard to like, Time is an ingredient here that you can't you can't fake in beers like this. You can't somehow do this faster, um, which is really cool. And yeah, there is yeah, there is going to yet right exactly. Yet. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it's a mixed culture. Different bugs in this. They don't aren't specific, but it, it probably has some lactobacillus or retanomyces or both in here. Um, it has to. And love those bugs. They're they're delicious. And that's where we're getting that acidity from. And and probably some of that lime and and stone fruit too. There's Ooh. even uh larger breweries like Sam Adams. They uh they do 
some have some of those fooders full. There's, uh, I think it's just a feeder beer called mm-hmm. Kovic Motherfunk. Right, which yes, is that's right. one of the best names ever that they'll mix into <laughs> some of their beers uh, to give them a little bit of uh, purposeful funk. Yeah, um, that's also a cool band name, purposeful, purposeful funk. funk. But this is from Equilibrium. I've heard of before. Keeping together, yeah. as you alluded to, is incredibly small. Like you yeah. could live in Chicago and not go to Keeping True. Together for a few years. But Equilibrium has started to spread. They're yeah. widely celebrated, exceptionally talented. Yeah. Uh, a couple of pe- people. I think it's. I think it's two guys that originally met at like a pizza bar out closer to New York or Philly. There we go. Um, when they when they first started dreaming up the idea of Equilibrium, but yeah, dope yeah. beers. Yeah, I mean they're really well known for their double IPAs. So I was very much. I mean, you're always curious when. Um, a brewery that's again known for perhaps one thing, you get to enjoy something else from them. And really, again and again, I've just I've been happily surprised by whether it's you know like the stouts that New Anthem make in town here. They're known for their IPAs, but their stouts are equally amazing. Like there's so many breweries out there that they're just great breweries, and you know they're students of this craft, and they obviously take it very seriously. But it's easy to go to a brilliant equilibrium on the shelf and go, no, I'll just have their double IPAs. And I challenge you to stop and take a minute and see what else these guys are doing and your favorite breweries doing. Maybe try their lagers, try their mixed stuff if they're doing it, grab their border. So many just great breweries right now. Um, don't count someone out or a beer out from somebody just because it's not what they're usually producing um and again this is a, a cool i mean i was just curious about it and actually we'll talk about this in a little bit but this came as a recommendation for john and i from ross who's one of the owners of the whale um out in Asheville. so uh got to meet him recently and talking about what we should have on the podcast and we ran through a couple beers and he was like this was one of the ones that came up and we talked a bit about it and i was like yeah this sounds great let's he sold me on it so um, so I, I had an advantage. I didn't need to go to the shelf and make a decision in a vacuum or see who checked in and untapped that I knew I could just talk to Ross about it. And he would, he kind of guided us very well. So cheers to you, Ross. This is awesome, man. I'm, uh, loving it. Ooh. And so while Harrison falls in love with this very funky <laughs> Saison, I'll take a minute mm-hmm. and we'll walk through some of the details about this badge. Yep. Um, mainly uh, recapping how it's earned. So you check into five different saisons. There's a farmhouse ale, a grisette, beer to Mars, beer to guard, a sati, which is yeah. like a, basically like a Finnish saison. Effectively, the, the, the saison translates basically to season. The deal is like this, you're, you're, you're on a farm, your help is very seasonal according to the products that your farm produces. You right. make these beers and then when you're sowing and you're reaping, this is what you would drink. They're generally lower ABV and it was like kind of like one of your fringe benefits for working at the farm would be to have their saison. If you were at the equilibrium farm, yours would be very (laughs) funky. If you were at the Allagash farm, you'd be drinking excellence. Uh, Either way, different varieties depending on where you are. And this badge has been unlocked 
about 725,000 times on Untapped. We just featured the I Believe in IPA, which is like two and a quarter million. So yeah. a lot less in the Saison category. But some of the stars of the show for this badge are one of my favorite beers, Tank 7 from Boulevard. That's leading the charge for the yeah. beers that have unlocked this badge. And I think Tank 7 does a good job of being a Saison without bringing too much funk. It's, oh, yeah. it's very close to they, um, they do an IPA called The Calling, right. which that and Tank 7. I think there's even a little blending in there, but Tank 7 is great. If you're unsure of Saisons and you can get your hand on Boulevard, look for Tank 7. Yep. Follow-ups go to Saison DuPont, which is the barometer for the style. And then you've got Goose Island Sophie. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery, they do some great mm. bottle condition beers. Uh, yeah. They have one called Sriracha Ace, which is yeah. named after the Sriracha Ace hop. It's very like lemon balmy, lemon peely. Yep. yep. Um, and then other cl- like Brewery Omegang, their Hennepin oh, uh, so Spotted good. Cow. Yep. Spotted Cow is like a, a, an icon in the Midwest. Um, and you'll see then even like further down, like Stone makes a stage on right? Where it's that, like, yeah. Stone Brewing, Stone Saison, you don't think of Stone for Saison. So it's cool to see some of the beers that unlock this. And of course, many, many others. The Saison not as as shelf-wide as the IPA. But uh, Harrison, have you drank any of those beers we were talking about? What's your your level on the – how many times have you been to the farm? That's right. Good question. So I've been a few. Right now I've been at level six. However, I am only one check in away from level seven. So this beer will do it. Put me to the next level um, of this badge, which is pretty cool. Um, and actually, the, the last time I uh, unlocked this badge, the last time I leveled it up, was on the podcast. We did informal number one from Fermentary Forum out of Philadelphia, wow. which is a crazy, I remember, like, very kind of almost apple cidery apple cider vinegary intense um intense uh mixed fermentation beer from those guys i think that was last season it might have been longer yep. ago but okay cool shout out to Corey for yes, sharing that's that right with us. for getting that he since that's got awesome. married he's had a kid he's had Corey's a kid. doing busy great. right he's doing great since yeah. i've last leveled up this badge lots happened in his life <laughs> Sounds like I need to be drinking more Saisons, but um, I mean, some good ones in there. Hennepin from Brewery Omegang was, was like one of my favorite beers for so long. I hadn't thought about it in a hot minute since you just mentioned it, so that'll have to jump back into my spring and summer drinking list. Take, take seven, obviously, Saison DuPont we did on an episode with uh, Allagash's Saison as well, kind of talking about new and old school saisons or rather two different interpretations of a classic saison that was a really fun episode to do so yeah i mean i I enjoy this i'm surprised i'm not higher in this level but i'm sure you're gonna be feeling even worse about that in a moment john where are you uh as a self-proclaimed new fan of saisons where are you sitting on this badge (laughs) I, i i put my time in man I am at level 19 on this badge, which even still feels low. But like I said, there were many times where my my wife loved Saison's early in our relationship. Some of me thought it was because it's a fancy sounding name. Some of it (laughs) I thought because she just loved to torture me. 
every time, mm. oh, try this. What, it's a Saison. Tastes like a barn. It's horrible. <laughs> but I would continue trying them. That's right. And probably the last 10 levels of this badge have been a joyful experience. The last one that leveled me up was actually Libra Divini from Lost Abbey, which is one of my best oh, beers of the right. week a couple episodes ago. Um, stuff. Actually, speaking of which, um, it's been a little while since we've had a kind of a, a gauntlet throwdown badge challenge here Ooh. on the podcast, Harrison. Right. The last one was given to us by an untapped user, and we failed horribly. Uh, yeah. um, but it did turn into the I'll Be Bach episode where we featured the Bach beer. If you're listening and you have a badge challenge you'd like to throw to, to Harrison and I, maybe he deserves a second shot for greatness. Mm-hmm. Should it be like the tripping on triple IPA badge or maybe the logger jack because it's the year of the logger. Either way, if there's a, a badge throwdown you wanna you wanna send our way, uh, go to Untapped and or go to social media. What do you Insta, Twitter? Yeah, uh, Facebook, Book. go yep. to the post where you saw this thing on YouTube and just click on the comments. Let us know, hey, John Harrison should do a Logger Jack badge challenge. That'd be great. Let him know. We'll make sure we honor that. Um, and yes. probably when we get that challenge, we'll have to go to a venue to buy the beer for it, Harrison. And this is an yeah. awkward but somewhat copacetic transition into <laughs> this episode's verified venue highlights of the week. What do you got for us, man? That's it. So if you're watching on YouTube, you probably already know. I also just mentioned it a minute ago. So hopefully if you're just listening in general, you know where I'm going to go? To the whale. So if you don't know, um, the whale is, yes, a giant marine mammal, but also a really medium-sized bottle shop and bar uh, in Asheville, North Carolina. So, and it should be on everybody's list. I mean, in my opinion, it's one of those, like, so well done destination beer bar experiences. Like, if you're on the level of Monks in Philly and Hop Leaf in Chicago and, like, all these famous places, it has been around as long as those storied uh, spots in arguably much larger and more established cities, but uh, the the owners, one of them is Ross, who I got to meet. They have a great background. I mean, they were working at the Funkatorium, Wikipedia Funkatorium, like back in the early nice. days. They were kind of part of Asheville becoming this beer destination and kind of on the front lines of it, and now they have their own spot. And the reason I compare them to like behemoths like Monks and Hopleaf is is really their seller list. I mean, you can go there and get some great stuff on tap. But the things that he has in humidors, behind the bar, and, you know, climate control, different devices all over the place, not messing around. And some serious, you could spend a lot of money on a lot of crazy beers from crazy places and... But also have someone like Ross to talk to to like take you on that journey where it's all just up in his head about this is brewed by so and so this year they had a lot of rain so chubby barley and it made the beer this way and you're like whoa so he's he's a wizard um this even and he looks like one too kind of so um has that going <laughs> for him but he was really nice and again guided us to to while I was uh, able to be up there and, and see him and visit the whale and to grab this beer for this episode. And that was a 
a home run. And they also, again, why the whale? So in their kind of um, story about, you know, why they named the place the whale, obviously we all know whales are kind of a term for, you know, hard to get her sought after beers. And they also have a sculpture of a whale bone in the ceiling of the whale. It's pretty cool. They have one in Greenville, South Carolina as well, which is very close to Asheville. Um, basically just like pretty much over the state line, pretty close by. So they're great though. I mean, these guys are, they're doing it. They're doing it right. They also have amazing t-shirts. I grabbed one, but like they'll take old album covers or other well-known brands and kind of throw their spin on it, which is fun too. Um, and really if you guys are out there, you know, like I am building a list of where am I going after the pandemic, Asheville should be on it and the whale should be on it. It's a destination to, to go beer, beer while you're there. Right now the parking lot's shut down and they have a bunch of tents outside so you can grab some tacos from Zia Taqueria Ooh. next door, sit, sit there, drink crazy barrel-aged stuff um, outside, look at the cool whale skeleton and uh, and have a pretty, taste stuff you really can't find anywhere else. And I mean, looking just looking at their untapped menu right now, they have the 10-year anniversary dry hop farmhouse ale with oats and kale, whatever that is, from Jester King. That's Belgian candy sugar. Perfect. Oh, good, John. Excellent. I knew that. Um, noise and Flesh from Orpheus. They have stuff from Blackberry Farm, Prairie, Green Bench. It's like things you just don't see every day. Or maybe breweries that you're familiar with, but the beers that like you see once a year. He seems to get his hands on them all the time. And... Or for all of us being big Untapped fans, if you look through his um, his Untapped menu, he has his whole seller list on there, and it's all detailed. As I mean, right now between the seller list and the bottle list and the captain's choice, I mean, there are hundreds of beers you can run through and look at and and uh, and kind of pick your take your pick and have a crazy adventure. So recommend it. It's a really cool spot. Maybe one day we'll even do a podcast from there. Who knows what the future could hold up an old Winnebago or something, as John and I dare to dream. Speaking of Winnebagos and, and road trips and post-pandemic stuff, John, do you have any kind of trips in mind? Anywhere you're itching to go when we can? Man, if I could get my hands on a Winnebago or <laughs> yeah. camper or anything... I would drive from city to city, filling it up with beer, and then go to whatever national park let me in right. and just drink it there until it was great. gone. That sounds um, like a But there is, there's, there's a, uh, like, going out to a public park, going out to an outdoor concert, going yeah. anywhere seems like, a, seems like a treat after the last year we've all kind of suffered through together. But <laughs> one of the places... It, it, like the last year has kind of caused me to look instead of like having these dreams of I want to go to Chicago and try and right. tackle all that in a weekend. I've started to look for smaller towns. There's uh, you talk about Hopfly a lot. They're in yeah. like a tiny town. You could get a, right. an Airbnb on the cheap and, and kind of make a quick weekend of it. And one of the places that caught my eye was Winston-Salem, North yes. Carolina. I've heard of the town. Lowe's Foods is kind of based out of there, but I've oh. never really had a desire to go visit until I drank this beer called Death to Kettle Sours, which I'm not a fan mm. of. I like kettle sours. They're cheap. They're easy to get. But <laughs> Death to Kettle Sours, 
from Incendiary Brewing. They did a peach version as well as many other fruits. They just started distributing out here to Wilmington. And this one just, it got me. Like maybe it was the right day. Maybe it, it was the right physical activity and then cracking open this but it wasn't super sour it wasn't Mm -hmm. bitter at all it was just like this nice refreshing peach that had a little more funk than you would get from a LaCroix there was flavor in there but it was really cool and I looked at them on untapped and saw they make a couple of different versions of this beer and I would love to go spend a quick weekend out in Winston-Salem and visit Incendiary there's a couple other breweries out there I'd like to go check out as well um, so that's where I'd like to go. And that's my favorite beer of the week. I should have announced that, uh, when I kind of <laughs> rolled into that, but that was my best beer of the week. That yeah. one, uh, death to kettle sours from incendiary. What about you, Harrison? Any, yeah, any beers uh, that you remember fondly? Absolutely. And I may, I may join you in Winston-Salem. I've talked about incendiary a, a couple times on this podcast this season and wise man, which is also wise man brewing based in Winston-Salem. So they've kind of, Caught my eye. Wake Forest University is there, so an excuse to watch a ACC football game and drink liters of Vienna Lager or pints of Kettle Sour or whatever, whatever, and kind of right bumble around a cool little town that oh, probably has yeah. right cute shops and record stores and a cat cafe that I cannot go into because I'll sneeze until my nose falls off. But it's a cool idea. Things like that. So I'm imagining, like a town that Harry Potter would build home in with lots of magic. Um, so maybe that's the case. We'll find out someday. We'll let you know. Until then, my best beer of the week um, is actually, I've decided to call it out because it's kind of become a go-to of mine. You may have seen me checking it a couple times at Untapped. I may have one shortly after this show this evening. It's High Pitch Mosaic IPA from Highwire Brewing, which we've had one of their beers on earlier. We had their Low Pitch um, IPA on here earlier in the season. High Pitch is kind of their, it's their flagship IPA. It's great, obviously features Mosaic hops, but it's kind of become, it's going to go to for me because it reminds me of drinking beer in like the early 2000s, kind of like what the freshest Dogfish Head 60 Minute which was Centennial and Cascading. This one is Centennial and Mosaic, so similar, even hop profile. But just the, the malt profile was very similar, and it's just delicious. And we're lucky that we have a high-wire location in Wilmington now. The stuff we're getting from them is just crazy fresh. It always has been. I mean, it's still the same state. But again and again, I'll pick it up. And not for nothing, it comes in six-pack, 16-ounce cans, and it's like 10 bucks for six beers that are full pints, I mean, you really can't beat it as fresh as it is. So definitely earn a shout out for me. Easily my yeah best beer of the week. It's just one every time I return to it, it does that thing where the first, like open the can and I go, ah, mosaic, yes. And then I take my first yep. sip and I'm like, yes, this is as good and even slightly better than I remembered. So that's fun when you find a beer like that, that you don't have to hunt to find but every time you, you take a sip of it and you, op- you open a new one up, you're Man. you're satisfied. So that's that's rare, not rare. It's all over the place now. But this one deserved a, a moment of my time. Ten bucks for six pints, though. I'm not going to miss the prices of drinking from home for the last <laughs> year. Know, right? So when so I go yeah. out uh, more frequently and realize that ten bucks is yeah. just getting started. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> woof, never mind. Yeah, no, no, thanks. But 
Yeah, that was pros puns. and cons. Yeah, pros and cons. Sounded right. That'll, yeah, it'll be a shock. But mentally prepare yourself for that now. If you haven't gone out to eat in a while, just get ready for that first out to eat bill landing at your table when that happens and going. <laughs> we won't be doing this again for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. That's why we didn't do this every night. Oh, oh boy. I get yeah. it now. Yep. <laughs> so. I drank a kettle sour. Harrison drank a beer from the early 2000s. That's becoming a trend for us and our favorite beers or like beers of nostalgic. But uh, where are you planning on going once you feel like it's safe to go out again or if you've already started? Let us know in the comments uh, where Untapped posts the the release of, of this podcast. Uh, are you planning on going to visit Incendiary Brewing in Winston-Salem or a big city, a small city, going to a library and drinking a beer in the parking lot? We don't condone it, but it probably would yeah, be cool. Okay. Um, yeah, we've all been there. All been there. Um, so make sure you're following us on one of those Twitter, Insta, YouTube socials. Uh, that way you can at least keep up with Harrison's band posters and T-shirts. But also, let us know uh, where you're planning on going. We'd love to feature it, if possible, as a verified venue on one of our upcoming shows. And speaking of upcoming shows, Harrison, do we have anything planned for next week? We'll see. There might be a poll in the Facebook group right now. Maybe it's closed. Maybe it never existed. We'll see. That's for the future. We'll figure that out then, maybe. Um, Or maybe we already have, by the time you're seeing this. Time is a flat circle. Um, But we do know that American Craft Beer Week is coming up. We have some fun stuff planned. So keep an eye where you saw this post for this podcast there. Follow along with us. We'll let you know as soon as we do what's happening. I do know there's some, some special episodes, perhaps some special guests, maybe some badge things happening. Again, all that's to come, but you're in the right place to learn about it. So we'll keep you informed as we learn more. And until next time, uh, cheers. cheers.